Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski. Outside right now we're looking at well, a good amount of clouds. 60 degrees this morning in Buffalo. A popular feature at a local grocery chain is going away. Wegmans discontinuing its scan app, which allowed customers to scan their own groceries and check out for a contactless shopping experience. In a statement, Wegman said shoppers loved the app and the convenience that it offered, but the losses they experienced prevent them from continuing it in its current form. It's ending on September 18th. That's something to keep a heads up about. The vice president making an appearance in Buffalo today. WBEN's Max Ferry with more on why Kamala Harris is in western New York. It was announced on Monday that Vice President Kamala Harris is coming to Buffalo Wednesday to highlight the benefits of the Inflation Reduction Act that was signed into law mid-August. Congressman Brian Higgins believes that Buffalo is poised to become a central hub for new technology and benefit from what this Inflation Reduction Act has to offer. I would say that Buffalo has the potential to disproportionately benefit from the Inflation Reduction Act. So Buffalo will be showcased to the nation. So there's a larger message about what this bill will do in terms of the American economy. And here's a great example of a place that is poised, that is positioned for future growth with the help of uh, the provisions of this bill. The Inflation Reduction Bill focuses not just on clean energy and creating more jobs. You have the minimum corporate tax of 15%, lower health care costs, uh, reduced carbon emissions by 40% by the year 2025. Uh, there's just a lot of very, very good things in here. Expands Medicare, free vaccines, uh, capping the cost of insulin uh, on a monthly basis to $35. More on the Inflation Reduction Act is made available to you on our website. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Thousands of Kaleida Health employees are beginning to vote on whether or not to go on strike. This could impact Buffalo General, Gates, Millard Suburban, DeGraff, and Oshai Children's Hospitals. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more on what happens next. It's not too surprising because getting a strike vote is all part of the process. And Art Wheaton of the Worker Institute at Cornell says just because there's a majority of workers represented by 1199 SEIU and CWA vote to strike against Kaleida Health does not mean it will result in a strike immediately. Wheaton says this just empowers the bargaining team knowing members are behind them. If you're at the bargaining table, you need to have some sense of strength or some sense of solidarity that's both for the union and for the management and hopefully they can find a way to come to middle ground where they can get enough money or enough benefits or enough health and safety and I think the big issue is staffing requirements for the union um, so that they can feel safe and have a good workplace. Wheaton says the strike vote can show one indicator of how well the bargaining team is doing. If the strike vote is less than 51 percent, that's a really bad sign. That means the union does not support the bargaining team. And typically on a strike vote, you'll have over 90 percent in favor saying, yes, we support the union. We understand it's part of the process. 
And sometimes you need to show that you're serious and that you're not just making up stuff to bargain for. Hear more from Wheaton Online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. A yes vote would give the union power to call a strike with a 10-day notice. We're asking on WBEN.com this morning, our Raylax Honda web poll, do you think Kaleida workers will authorize a strike, yes or no? And right now, 75% have answered yes. You can weigh in at WBEN.com. On the West Coast striking Seattle, teachers may soon head back to the classroom. Negotiations over a new contract had been dragging on for months, and the start of school has been delayed at least a week. But late Monday, the bargaining teams reached a tentative agreement. Classes were already canceled for Tuesday, and teachers will use that day to vote on whether to ratify the new contract. The biggest sticking points were pay, class size, and mental health support. Details of the tentative deal have not been disclosed, and the earliest classes could resume would be Wednesday. Jeff Pogela, ABC News, Seattle. Gas prices still declining, according to new data. In the past week, gas prices dropping again, six more cents a gallon for regular unleaded, according to the Energy Department. With a nationwide average of 3.69 a gallon, it was early March, the last time gas prices were this low, the lowest right now along the Gulf Coast at 3.13 a gallon, the highest, as is typical, is in California, where the average for regular unleaded is still 5.18 a gallon. Alex Stone, ABC News. Here in the Buffalo area this morning, the AAA says the average price for a gallon of unleaded is three ninety-five. Last year, it was three twenty-three. All right, still uh, up from last year, but we're getting we're closing that gap day by day under four dollars uh, between uh, this year and last year. Of what is different? Well, how about this? There's some rules for those contributing to the growing memorial outside of Buckingham Palace in honor of Queen Elizabeth. No bears or sandwiches. That's right. Mourners paying tribute with toy Paddington bears and marmalade sandwiches. And as De La Catera explaining the significance of the gifts. This all started during the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations. The Queen uh, participated in a video skit alongside an animated version of Paddington Bear. That was a real hit here, a sensation. And so in honor of that, people have been bringing toy bears and marmalade sandwiches, which were uh, mentioned in that skit, uh, to the grounds of Buckingham Palace. There have been so many bears brought that the uh, Royal Park Service is asking people not to bring any more bears and to instead bring organic tributes such as unwrapped flowers. All right, so uh, interesting. It's amazing. 70 years on the throne, and uh, it seems like most people paying tribute were like, yeah, I remember her from that movie. Right. That is funny. (laughs) But all those marmalade sandwiches piling up. Kind of yeah, getting get, moldy after give a those bit. out to somebody. The uh, the horses on guard will uh, eat those. Maybe I don't know. Can horses eat marmalade? Or is that like grapes and dogs? You know what? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. It's sticky. <laughs> so, uh, the Queen's body, by the way, being flown to London today. She'll lie in state for four days at Westminster Hall, where people can come and pay their respects. Inflation, dropping gas prices, sending a hopeful signal that. Inflation may have peaked. Other indicators could come from a government report that's due out later this morning. Today's report from the Labor Department is expected to show the inflation rate dropped to 8.1% in August, down from 8.5% in July. Still, food prices soared in August, especially online. Prices for groceries up more than 14% compared to a year ago. 
a record increase. That's Derek Dennis reporting. All right, last night, the Emmys, we told you yesterday we'd be bringing you some of the winners. Which shows win big? We were hoping for a little variety, but in the end, it turned out pretty predictable. Best comedy and drama repeats for Ted Lasso and Succession. The HBO limited series The White Lotus winning the most on the night. Saturday Night Live extending its record as the series with the most Emmys. Other shows did get some love, though. Historic acting and directing wins for Squid Game. The freshman ABC comedy Abbott Elementary with an acting and writing win. And acting wins for Dopesick, The Dropout, Euphoria, Ozark, and Hacks. There you go. Okay, Emmy I think winners. I saw one. Ozarks. And Jason <laughs> Nathan's in there. I uh, still haven't finished Ozarks, so uh, we're getting on that. But I don't know. The Emmy, there's so many shows. You heard about the repeat winners. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I remember that from last year. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Vote right, them in. I mean, right. how can you ever judge all the different shows? O- it's too much. Ozark. I watch one TV show. You know, I still haven't finished Ozark. These these judges, what they're sitting around, you're able to watch the whole thing and watch everything else. I don't I think know. so. Right. There's no way they could see it all. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for partly sunny skies with scattered showers and thunder showers developing today. Temperatures will be in the upper 60s. For tonight, partly cloudy, overnight lows in the mid-50s, maybe a shower across the southern tier. On Wednesday, partly to mostly sunny, mid-70s. Thursday, partly sunny with highs in the mid-60s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line, Jim Scordato, Vice President of 1199 SEIU, as Kaleida Healthcare Workers vote on whether or not to authorize a strike starting today. Jim, thanks for joining us. Uh, I guess first, let's start off by explaining what is going on this week. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for having me this morning. Um, this morning and for the next uh, three days, uh, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, we are voting uh, our membership of both CWA 1168 and 1199 SCIU to have our members vote to give the bargaining committee authorization to call a strike if at, at, at any time we deem it necessary. All right. So what is the process once the vote is counted? Well, once the vote is counted, um, we'll again make the determination of, of you know how well you know how well we did uh, in the vote count, and then we will uh, head right back to the bargaining table Friday morning. When you're looking at the situation right now, we have been hearing throughout this entire process that the talks have been going along; they're pretty cordial. Things had been moving along okay. Why are we at this point now? of a strike vote what is still the holdup in negotiations well as we go through the uh, bargaining process again these are all steps taken um that uh, our membership has to again give approval uh for taking next steps uh, we don't do this in a vacuum uh there are 50 members of us at the bargaining table and uh, we take direction from our members uh, when we started the process uh, of bargaining in march uh, we started with uh, surveys to our members and and setting platforms on what we wanted to get out of this round of bargaining. And as of right now, we haven't achieved that. You know, so this, again, is the next step that uh, we need. It's it's just a tool that we have to have. We can't call a strike ourselves. Once we get a strike authorization from the bargaining committee, both CWA and 1199 have to go to their executive uh, boards and their executive councils and then get approval. But again, I want to stress this. Our goal is to get a contract. Uh, we are not 
you know, doing this uh, with the anticipation that we're going to go on strike. We have a lot of work to do. Both sides are working uh, towards that, but uh, we still feel we uh, we have a distance uh, uh, to come to a settlement. Jim, we had heard that staffing was a major issue of these negotiations. Is it still a major issue, and what else is still unresolved? Yeah, we've uh, we've made progress. I will say uh, in staffing, we still have not um, achieved everything that we were looking to achieve uh, when we had it in the bargaining. Uh, I would say we won't achieve our ultimate goal and what we thought staffing levels should be. Uh, but we got to remember, we had it into bargaining with uh, uh, a massive exodus of, of people um, due to COVID, uh, due to the shot mandate, due to um, people reassessing their lives and deciding that uh, working in a hospital, long-term care is, is not for them. And we lost uh, close to 300 positions at Kaleida. Kaleida currently, without even adding or making any changes in staffing, on their list of open positions, Kaleida has anywhere between eight and 900 open positions that they could hire today if, uh, if they could. You know, on staffing, that seems like a, a very tough thing to be able to come to an agreement on because, you know, pay is one thing, but... An employer, as we found out, especially over the last couple of years, can't just snap their fingers and uh, and ramp up staff. You, you know, you have to have the people available. How is that reality taken into consideration when having this negotiation? You you want more staff on hand to be able to help out the people who have been working so hard, especially over the last couple of years. How do you get to a point where you can reach there's got to be somewhere in the middle between immediately having that staffing and, uh, you, you know, some something else. Well, you're right. Uh, this is, again, a long-term goal and a long-term fight. Uh, staffing in hospitals in our area in Western New York, not just Kaleida, but also the Catholic Health System and many other hospitals, uh, staffing is, is probably the major issue um, as we move forward um, in healthcare. We need to make, again, you know, changes in the system we need to make changes to where and as unions we've talked about how do we get into the high schools how do we how do we you know address uh you know our kids in our community that are coming through high school getting into the healthcare field um the unions ourselves and cwa uh have an extensive uh training program um we've had the training program here at collider for years our members who come here after a year of service can pretty much get fully paid, um, um, fully paid training, and we've seen people that are housekeepers and, and dietary become nurse practitioners. So it's a long term. It's a long term fight uh, to fix the staffing uh, in healthcare, not just in Buffalo, you know, but again across the country. We're talking with Jim Scordato, Vice President, 1199 SEIU, about the Kaleida negotiations. Jim, how much is last year's mercy strike hanging overhead? Well, I don't, I don't think last year's mercy strike is hanging over the heads of our Kaleida bargaining table uh, at all. Uh, I give a lot of uh, you know, credit to, to, to the uh, employees and the 1168 and 1133 members that, that took a stand. Uh, they were they were they were the first ones that basically said enough is enough, and I think uh, them 
setting the stage for how we move forward and we try to improve staffing. They've made significant um, strides in, in their contract. Uh, and, again, that's what we're, we're looking to do here at Kaleida. This strike vote is happening, and then there is the power to call a strike with 10 days' notice. Once this vote is tallied up, does that mean necessarily that you will call for a strike, or is it just about having that in the pocket, so to speak? Right. Um, we uh, After we take our vote uh, here over the next three days, uh, then we will, uh, like I said earlier, head back to the bargaining table on Friday, uh, back to the bargaining table next week, and to continue to try to hammer out a deal. Again, this is, this is um, you know, 6,300 of our members. This is a large union contract that we're negotiating, uh, not just in healthcare, but pretty much uh, one of the largest contracts that we have in, in Western New York. Again, our goal is to get a contract, but our goal is also to put, you know, on notice, uh, not just, you know, Collider Health and other employers, but also the powers that be uh, in Albany. That again, healthcare uh, is, is is struggling in our area, in our community, and uh, and we and we need help. And what's morale like? Would you say among your members? Uh, morale for and I'm sitting um, I'm sitting outside the the voting area now, and I'm watching people walk out of Buffalo General and out of Oshai Children's Hospital with, uh, honestly, big smiles on their faces coming over um, to vote. I think the morale uh, is positive. They support their bargaining team and the work that uh, the team has done over the last, I don't know, we're in, we're in September now, the last several months. And uh, I think the morale is, is good. Uh, I think the morale in the hospital and the working conditions is not good. So I think this is just kind of, uh, I keep saying, it's, it's, it's the next step in the process. Well, Jim, uh, thank you for joining us, and I'm sure we'll be uh, talking again in the near future. Jim Scordato, Vice President of 1199 SEIU, as Kaleida Healthcare Workers have a strike vote this week. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.